thought I was gone. You, you thought I was gone, huh? I'm back. I can't, can't go away from this project for too long. I needed to update all of the people who have uh, listened and supported um, over the last 10 episodes. Um, I really appreciate everyone who's uh, clicked play and could please pass on um, pass on the word to friends and, and others who may be beginning music heads or bigger music heads than myself. And uh, so they may fact check me or whatever. Send them my way. Please, thank you for joining me. Another episode of the Record Spinner Podcast. I'm your host, Noel, and this is episode zero. Zero. The beginning. Um, in this episode, I do want to cover a few, uh, few little things, um, this isn't quite season two yet. This is kind of like the bridge from season one to season two. So I do want to just kind of give a, a brief recap of of things that I felt like were successes and things that I do want to replicate um, in, in, f- in future shows. And I also want to talk about things that I'm probably not going to cover as much in future shows. So with that, I'm definitely going to just hop right into it here. Um got my notes out on my screen ready to go um so yeah the the first things first um i actually did get a chance to go to um song birdland not songbird uh it does have songbird affiliations though that's why i almost tied it up um the the decorations on the outside of the building even even kind of give that songbird feel honestly i remember thinking that when i rode past it the first time um a few weeks uh, a few weeks ago when i first saw it um so it does have a little affiliation i don't know if uh, if the owners are the same owners from uh songbird if they are cool awesome um but i did i didn't make that that uh pilgrimage over the the last week that i've been off and so that was that was cool um i got a few a uh, few records uh one that i'm gonna highlight tonight and uh the uh i guess the the segment of the show called the um recent grabs yeah so uh i'll talk about that a little bit but also, just want to make sure that um, I, ha- I highlight a few other purchases uh, that I made that I had to grab from overseas. Um, one of my one of the things that make me feel really important in the world um, is is not the podcast. Actually, you may think it's the podcast is actually getting international packages. Um, it makes me kind of feel uh, James Bondish, if you will, spy level shit. Like, and, and I get quite a few, um, quite a few packages from abroad. Uh, sometimes I can't find records here in the states. Um, it's happened very rarely since COVID. Actually, fun fact, um, it used to happen a lot more pre-COVID or pre-pandemic, I guess. Um, but now it happens very seldom. And so, uh, the, the packages that I'm waiting on from Germany, shout outs to Germany. I speak a little Deutsch. Um, so big shout outs to Germany. Um, and the record store is in Germany. I I don't have them on me right now. One is, I think, uh, 
want to say it's Deutschland Records or something like that. Um, I, I'm going to pull this up really quick because I do want to give them a shout out. Um, but yeah, I got some Weldon Ir Irvine records. Um, I don't know if I touched on Weldon before. I think I did with his uh, album, The Sisters, that I have. I think it was one of the, uh, one of the uh, recent grabs uh, for one of the episodes. But either way, uh, Weldon is somebody that we're going to go into much uh, depth with. And uh, I'm excited to, uh, to share with you all um, the information, the news that I have on, on, the, uh, on a project that uh, I'm keeping my eye on um, uh, involving uh, Mr. Irvine. Um, again, he is a relic. He is a pioneer within the Afro-American community. Um, especially the music community, uh, they called him Master Well. Um, he was um, had an amazing ear for music. Wrote one of the most uh, prolific. Um, we call them in the black community. Uh, we call them uh, black national anthems. Um, but uh, <laughs> wrote one of the most prolific uh, versions of, or, or not versions, just the song itself um and that's to be young gifted and black um which of course aretha franklin went on to do a version of uh donny hathaway went on to do a version of you'll hear me you'll hear you'll hear me uh talk about uh this exact same fact um in future episodes or in a future episode that i got um trying to write out um involving mr uh master well so uh, look out for that. Um, the record stores were Lost and Found um, and Lost and Found Records over in uh, Germany. I don't, I'm not going to look at the actual uh, place um, because it's in Europe, of course. Uh, we, we don't care right now. This is a show about black stuff. So either way. Um, and the other record store is Record Sales slash or Dash uh, DE, which is for Deutsch or Deutschland or Germany, um, which is awesome. Um, so... So kudos to, to both of those places. Uh, hurry up with my with my shit, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, fun fact, interesting fact. Before I move on from uh, the whole Germany record stuff, I actually uh, studied or minored in German. Ispreche Sie Deutsch. That's all I kind of know. But uh, I took four years of it, or th three and a half years of it, uh, in undergrad. So cool fact. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. The biggest part, right? It's completely free. There are also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's the best of all worlds. So I encourage you, if you're in the podcast market and looking for a place to start, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, so the record that I got from... Birdland was actually Soul Junction. Soul Junction. Uh, this is the record, of course, that uh, is going to be featured in my recent grabs. Um, it's Soul Junction, and it's uh, the Red Garland Quintet. 
and it's featuring John Coltrane and Donald Byrd. Um, it's a prestige record, uh, prestige uh, records, uh, one of the premier, uh, I would say, bop, post-bop, traditional jazz um, record labels of, I would say, the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Um, the, I have yet to run across a prestige um, recording that I have not liked. And again, I'm not a big fan of like the, tra- the traditional stuff. I'm more into the cool, um, into the free jazz and spiritual stuff. Um, but uh, you can't go wrong with the, the bops. You can't go wrong with that stuff. Um, the store was really cool. Uh, just to kind of go back to uh, talking about um, the store itself. Uh, met a guy <coughs> by the name of John who works there and gave me a little bit of uh, history about the uh, the record shop um, and a little bit of a rundown about how the ins and outs of, of that stuff work. Um, they want to turn that into like a legit vinyl vinyl store and what i mean by that is like kind of how psalm operates or any other major uh record store in the in the area operate where the a big percentage of um their vinyl are used and they're recouping on um the used record sales uh but of course that takes a while to get to um that is a, a real challenge for for any type of uh, record business or physical media business um so uh, all the best to them and uh, i hope they stay around in northeast for a while um because uh, i definitely will go back and uh, spend more money moving right along um i think what i want to cover for for this episode is just some of the goals again some of the some of the things i want to accomplish in future episodes some of the things i felt like i i did really well um with in in this in this past season which is very few things actually so don't worry it's not like a laundry list of things i do want to increase engagement so i i think having more questions i want to hear more about anyone who's listening anyone who's uh who's clicking play what records are you listening to what artists are your favorite right now if even if they aren't afro based even if they're not afro jazz based afro hip-hop based i still want to hear them if you uh, unless you're listening to like logic or i don't know (laughs) or kenny g or something like that i don't want to hear about that shit but if you're listening to something like that I, you think I would like after listening to 10 episodes, I think you should know a little bit about what I like. Um, shoot it my way. Get, let me listen to it. Uh, hit me to it, as I like to say. Right. Um, so I do want to increase that. I do want to make sure that you guys are out there not only listening, but but talking back, giving me some feedback, giving me some uh, uh, some of that love, some of those pointers that uh, some of that um uh, you know, constructive criticism that uh, that I think helps build platforms. Um, and a treat that I have for this season, and I'm actually really excited about this. I'm gonna have a few guests on. Um, a few guests, of course, in the vinyl community or in the record collecting community. Um, I have a few friends. Uh, I shouted them out on uh, in the episode referencing uh, record stores in DC. And I'm going to tap a few people for for coming on to the show. I don't know how I'm going to do that logistically with everything that's going on. Um, COVID's kind of put a big damper on that, of course, obviously, right? 
um, but but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a you know good old college try and see if um, if they'll be willing to to come on and, and answer some questions um, about about the record industry and about how it is to be you know black in this industry and and work in this industry. Um, both of them have really high stakes in, in the record community. Um, I know one's a part owner in a record store here in D.C., and I know the other is has been just a, a vinyl head and a part of the city's fabric for, uh, for I would say, a few decades. Um, stuff like, you know, being a roadie and, and uh, being a part of uh, the 930 and the black cat scenes. And just knowing, just like having all knowledge about all things black funk, uh, he kind of hit me into like uh, George Clinton and and funkadelic stuff. So uh, so for sure, we'll we'll try to get those both of those guys on um, sometime in the season. Right now, I, I in in the midst of writing uh, the show layout uh, for the season two. I only currently have six episodes, so. Um, so I'm a little bit behind, but you know, two episodes, I think, um, having guests, you know, that's, that's seven, eight. So, you know, I only got two more to write. So, <laughs> so, so that's the way I think of it. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I oftentimes will take the lazy way out. That kind of leads right into my next point. Actually. Um, I'm not going to be one of these people who are like, I need quantity over quality. Right. Um, I'm going to keep the show um, straightforward. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start out trying to, trying to make the best episodes possible, especially in season two. I know I, I, there were a few sloppy episodes in season one, my bad on those, but, um, season two and, and future seasons, I definitely just want to make sure that I'm giving the best, I'm putting forth my best effort here. Um, so I'm, I'm going to keep the season's relatively short and episodes relatively short as well so just uh just another fyi um the last thing i think um well i have two more things kind of uh more technical things so i'm gonna kind of try to brush over those one i need a theme song or i want to create a theme song um uh, fun fact about me i do all of the uh the behind the scenes stuff as well obviously because you know i don't have any money to pay people to do this stuff and my girlfriend's she definitely wouldn't do this for me at all um but uh, i, I want to create a theme song so if you happen to be a tech savvy person and want to do me a huge favor and get some credit in the in the same breath uh go ahead and try to try to create a theme song for me um something recordy right um but if not i'll probably still have a theme song coming up by probably by the end of season two i would hope um i have something going on with that um, last but not least, of course, is breaking the show down in segments. Um, I know it can kind of be a little bit too much, you know. Um, I try to be sympathetic to to other people and how they listen to things. Me, personally, I, I don't enjoy the podcast breaks. I think it's from a lot of podcasts that I listen to. I think they can be kind of corny, actually. Tacky, um, ill-placed, uh and it's just not beneficial to the show overall. This is a 20 to 30 minute show. I, I definitely see a, a benefit for having a segment placement. Uh, but also, I mean, I kind of hope that people's attention spans are, are a little bit longer than, uh, you know, six minutes per so that I can, you know, or if they're not, you know, just 
whatever like i just i really don't want to go down this route of having to do the plugs and uh, the segments uh but i am tinkering with it a little bit so just an fyi there um this this episode doesn't really have a topic so it's not something where i'm going to uh going to be heavily um you know into anything i i I do just want to briefly cover though um some of my credentials so i i had a few questions that were posed to me um over the last last season and and i do want i I hate doing stuff like this um, because i think if i have an interesting perspective if i have an interesting outlook then that should be enough right um, but of course, in this white world, uh, everything's credentialed and, and don't worry, white folks, I'm not blaming you for the credentialing system, but that is something that you guys really like, um, is kind of having like, uh, the credentials, your, your history speak for itself or, or your past, um, uh, justifying you being able to speak towards a subject matter. So I just want to uh, kind of go over some of my just a, a brief bit of uh, credentials here um, for for why you should listen to me with music stuff. <laughs> and I mean, music is one of those things. It's art. So art is obviously what subjective and uh, with subjective stuff. Of course, I'm going to be wrong sometimes. I'm going to say some things that's like, oh, well, yeah, he forgot to he neglected to mention this group or he neglected to mention that group or he should have added this person in with that conversation and yes i totally understand my my knowledge of music is is very wide and you'll see that you have seen that in season one um but it 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 also i mean this is a this is a show we're going we're doing here this isn't like a conversation and and in interviews and in conversations i think you'll see that side of me a lot more but still nonetheless i do need to make sure that you guys know Yes, I do know what I'm talking about. A little bit. Not not too much, but a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go right into it. All right. Why should you listen to me? Um, well, I started with creative writing, obviously. That's that's like every creative person, every podcaster's, every whatever's uh, kind of a foundation, right? Creative writing cl- classes in high school. Um, I, I did advanced composition, which was like the... Uh, that was like the school's, the school's um, literary project, I guess. Um, I didn't have anything published. I've never actually been published writing-wise, apart from, of course, some articles that I wrote in car- in college. Um, but I've never been uh, professionally. Uh, no, yeah, I've never been professionally pu- published before, actually. So, interesting fact, whatever. Um, so yeah, fast forward to college, and I'm writing music reviews for my college paper. Uh, I'm also uh, running, uh, or partly running, the college radio station, uh, which was not syndicated. Uh, shout out to to my homeboy uh, Jordan. Um, I'm not gonna say a last name, but uh, Jordan used to be the president while I was the vice president of the school radio station. Um, yeah, it wasn't syndicated, so you wouldn't hear any episodes or anything, but. You know, it, it did get my, my whistle wet with uh, trying to project my voice, trying to hear my voice, getting my voice out there, being comfortable with getting my voice out there. Um, it was really cool. Uh, it it also was just a really cool place to chill. Like <laughs> when I was in when I was in college. Um, also, yeah, while I was in college, uh, while chilling, obviously. Um, 
I created quite a few playlists. Now, I'm not going to be one of those people, right? That I created playlists before playlists were cool. But I but I did though. <laughs> like this is this is back in like 2008, 2009, 2010. Um weren't that playlists weren't popping at that point. Like now of course like you got celebrity playlist makers and and kudos to those people. You know, you make your playlist. Uh, some of my favorite playlists actually come out of um, DJ Ninth Wonder. He does a lot of like cool like playlists like that are uh, very um, can be very fun. He does some stuff like uh, Fast Ass Auntie or Fast Auntie um, playlist or whatever, and it's kind of like the the big black music jams from the '80s and the early '90s. All cool stuff. Um, kudos to to Ninth Wonder. He's also one of my favorite producers. So. Big, big ups. So yeah, with the uh, with the playlist, it was usually just four friends and, and you know and and little girlfriends that I had during the time. It wasn't um, anything that was like a big deal, and nor did I make it a big deal. But you know, people around campus used to love hearing uh, what I was listening to, so that was a cool that was a cool thing. Um, fast forward a little bit outside of college, and of course. Um, it kind of goes stale for a little bit. Um, so in 2011, um, uh, is that I'm not doing anything in, involving music except for I start collecting physical music at this point. And so I do want to, of course, really make this really clear because, you know, I'm going to do an episode about, you know, hipsterism and the emergence of, you know, or the resurgence of the record digger or the crate digger or whatever. And it's interesting to kind of note that 2011 was like a really important year for crate diggers. I think you saw a real resurgence around this around this time, 2010, 2011, kind of a resurgence back into physical music. I think it was the second one. I think it. I think there was one in like 2005, 2007. Excuse me. Um, but it, it, there's a second one that happened in like 2010, 2011, 2012, where I think a lot of people kind of it's almost like the all aboard or last call if you will um for um i think before you get into the oh now it's labeled hipster to get to collect you know physical music which i think that happens around 2015 2016 of course um so yeah that's where i started started digging uh in 2011 back when i lived in the a or in atl as some people may know it atlanta for my white fans of course <laughs> i would never that will be a running joke by the way i will just always have to spell it out for my white guys um, even though i know you guys know slang so whatever but um in 2011 i lived in atlanta i did a service year uh down down south uh where i thought i could change the world or save the world or whatever i don't know um, but while I was there, I actually got into, you know, buying physical music. Shout out to Mood Music and Criminal Records and Little Five Points, ATL. That used to be the weekend. Every weekend, I used to go down there and waste my entire stipend check on a whole bunch of CDs, vinyl, cassettes, all that bullshit. Used to do it every 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 paycheck. So it was like, you know, um, I got paid like once a month on stipend when I lived in Atlanta. Um, I lived with a whole bunch of white people who were doing service years, for, you know, with their parents' money back in them. I thought I was, like, supposed to be going down there doing some, like, amazing work. And, you know, um, it was just, it was a it's a resume builder, man. That's all it was. So um, it kind of turned me jaded, but it also, you know, helped push me forward and, 
into actually building building my personal life, my personal hobbies, and all of that good stuff. So, um, fast forward to moving to moving from uh, Atlanta, and uh, when I moved from Atlanta, I go home for a little bit, and then I moved to DC. And when I moved to DC, I started freelance writing actually, so that's pretty cool. Um, I kind of get back into the um, into the, the the writing part or the arts part of of the of the music scene. So um, I found this uh, music site over in that was based out of LA, and um, I, I, don't, I forgot their names actually. It's that's a that's a weird weird thing. Um, but it, it kind of became a big deal, um, especially on the inter- on the internets and, um, th- they had, uh, sites everywhere. So I was their DC affiliate. I was just an intern slash freelance writer. That's it. So it, it sounded a lot cooler though to say affiliate. Um, and I actually got some really cool experiences, uh, while writing for them. Uh, among those experiences, a chance the rapper retweeted one of my tweets or retweeted one of my articles, which was pretty cool. Um, it was a little expose. We were just watching the uh, Chicago, um, I guess it was the, the time in Chicago that had passed uh, for a weekend. I, th- I don't think it was Memorial Day weekend, but there was some initiative that Chance had created to kind of um, help stop or uh, cease violence uh, for, for certain period of time in Chicago and we covered that very closely while other outlets didn't even pay attention to it and that was kind of the specialty of the site was to kind of cover things that the gossipy hip-hop sites weren't really covering in black music so shout out to the editors for creating that Um, it's an important vessel because there's a lot of amazing work that hip-hop artists and black afro musical artists are still doing every day in their communities that doesn't get covered but you know what does get covered you know when they you know go to a strip club and drop twenty thousand dollars or when they (laughs) give give i don't know when they're betting on floyd mayweather to win a boxing match or and they lose ten thousand dollars or whatever but you know it's always the negative stuff that's uh that's kind of magnified and 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 i think uh these guys were uh, really pivotal with kind of wanting to bring um, forth the, the positive stuff, which is awesome. Um, shout outs to you guys, um, all of my fellow uh, interns and all of the, the editors and chiefs um, who wrote for that amazing site that is no longer even available online, which really sucks um, because, you know, that that's kind of like the bookmark, right? You can kind of bookmark your stuff. Um, and I can t- tell you guys to go look at it. You know, if you don't believe me, like, you know, don't take my word for it. You know, go to the site. <laughs> I'm reading Rainbow and stuff, right? Um, but yeah, it's no longer, you can't, there's no RSS feed for it anymore. So that's unfortunate. But, you know, whatever. I also got a chance to go to a music festival, which is going to be an entire show, an entire, well, not really. I can just kind of summarize that now. Um, one of my coolest experiences as a professional writer, a freelance musical writer, was during um, the 2015-2016 year where I was able to get into not Broccoli Fest, but Charged Up, which was a local D.C. festival over here in Northeast D.C., <coughs> Excuse me, where um, a whole bunch of local and kind of bigger local and then some really big 
uh, named artists were featured on on that uh on that ticket yeah names like um metro boomin metro boomin was there i did get to see him i didn't get to meet him uh i was backstage of course i had right i had a i had a pass a press pass which was the coolest part of it all i still actually have that as like a kind of a, a souvenir of of a you know of a previous life i guess but you know whatever um i did get to interview a few really cool people uh shout out to uh tommy swisher uh, who's a rapper based out of ATL, I believe. Please don't quote me on that. Um, but check him out if he's still uh, making music. This is, of course, you know, five, you know, four or five years ago. So I'm sure he is still out there making music. I also got the interview, which I will be probably releasing, which is what I kind of mistakenly said at the beginning of this. But I, I may be releasing this if I can kind of enhance the audio a little bit. An interview that I did with a DC favorite, Red line graffiti which is pretty cool um this is a group of amazing talented brothers who uh make their own music man like that's the only way i can put it make their own music you can kind of hear their alt and indie influences you can hear their funk and jazz influences and soul influences you can hear all of this stuff in their music go check them out for sure um they're just taking music to the next level essentially um, I may release that interview, but I also don't want them to be that mad because I was supposed to release that interview five years ago. <laughs> so, so this is one of the re- one of the reasons why I, I'm not involved in in writing freelance writing anymore. Um, and I'm just I'm ju- I'm gonna just stop there for just a brief second to to not just joke, but kind of an, on a serious level, just say that the grind is real when you think about freelance writing freelance journalism that is it's an art unto itself it's serious it's not to be played with and i think that's kind of why i got out of that out of that lane because um i've always kind of had one foot in both worlds of oh yeah i want to be like the starving artist world um but i don't want to be a starving artist right i also want to uh, have the regular day job where i can make sure that i'm fed and taken care of and pampered in all the nice ways that i like to be pampered and taken care of so um so there's like two sides of me with that and and i think i've yielded to both sides depending on how or when or what um my needs are and and if you're kind of like that if you're like me a pisces you know with that duality shit i encourage you to always follow your heart always follow what it is your heart's telling you 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 can't go wrong with that you may fuck up sometimes but you will never go wrong anyway um so yeah that's just a brief bit about me uh just a brief bit um and so 2015 2016 i i start and finish my uh my career in uh music journalism and it kind of stopped because I didn't get tickets or, or press passes to Broccoli Fest. Um, I, I, I joked with the girlfriend that had I got press passes to uh, to Broccoli Fest, I would have definitely tried to holler at Jenea Koo, and then the rest of my life would have been set, right? Um, unfortunately, I did not get press passes for Broccoli Fest. I never got to see Jenea Koo perform or get to talk to her in, in an interview, and so, you know, I gave up unfortunately 
um i, I don't even like her music really so um <laughs> i mean i like her music when like it's on but like i won't go and listen like i'm not gonna be like hey like, play some janea cool anyway uh, <laughs> no, no shots though. No shots. Uh, she's an awesome queen, and and you know, you know, she's doing her own thing. So I, I, I love it and appreciate it. Um, yeah. So that's just a little bit about me. A little bit about who I am, what I've done, and and why you should be here. Why you should be like, hey, like this guy knows a little bit about music. Again, I'm going to forget stuff. I'm going to leave stuff off. I'm going to completely need to auto correct myself and you may need to auto correct me sometimes but but I, I i do know i do know i think i do and i'm not here because uh i feel as if i'm some authority in all things music no i'm here because i i want to express my my opinions about black music the state of black music where it comes from and i think where it's headed in the amazing way that it's headed not the you know the the, the pop stuff where you know we're, we're seeing it you know all over tv and we think that this is you know gangster rap is where it's headed no that's only one aspect of where it's headed there's there's tons of other stuff the trap is not the only place where black music is right now and that's my motive that's what i'm looking to um, explore anyway that's been my time um episode one will be uh after the next break and um i i thank you for listening i thank you for being a part and yeah until next time remember to always stay cool man always stay cool always stay black peace <laughs>